0: Hi and welcome back to my podcast, John Bishop here with John Bishop Fine Art and you're listening to my podcast, Conversations with Freelance Creatives. I'm glad you're back. Had a good week, uh, not a lot's been going on, uh, I've been uh, succumbed to the spring fever. I've gotten all kinds of reactions to all the pollen in the air, so I think springtime is here. In fact, I know springtime is here because I actually observed two lizards having sex, and that's um, as upsetting as that is. It's a good sign that that spring is on the way. We've also had some issues where I had to go and get my first vaccine for the COVID uh, vaccine, and so. I felt terrible. I'm a couple of days late on my podcast recording because of that. I, I just felt lousy, but I'm, I'm kind of over the shot now. Uh, of course, now Bogdan is sick. He's been having a problem with strep throat. So he's, uh, he's been under the weather as well. So it's been kind of a quiet week for us, but uh, did have a good week last weekend. Uh, I sold four pieces at the studio. We have our open day every second Saturday. All of the studios are open throughout Sawyer Yards Complex here in Houston. And on the third Saturdays, we're open just in my building at Silver Street. But we're generally there every weekend anyway. And so two weeks ago, uh, a couple walked in and, and, and spent $4,300 with Bogdan, uh, buying uh, three pieces of uh, photography from him fine art photography and then last Saturday we had quite a nice crowd and I sold four paintings uh, so mine are a lot cheaper I only made about 500 bucks but you know still a pretty damn good day for me so we're, we're pretty excited things are seeming to pick up again people are showing up again everybody's wearing masks being respectful but uh, people are ready to get back out as the weather gets nicer Today, our theme is uh, organization, in business organization in particular, because uh, it's really not an option for us. I mean, it's, it's lovely that people are organized, and some people are much more organized than others, but uh, it's really not an option when you're running a business. You are required to, to have a certain amount of organization in your record keeping and things like that for the, for the government. So I wanted to talk a little bit about organization, and it is not only vital legally (laughs) that we do so in in running good businesses, but it just, it really helps personally as well and psychologically. So I know that that's gonna differ between individuals, so take everything I'm saying with, you know, and weigh it out with what feels right, Um, but it might be good if, if, if sometimes it's a little uncomfortable, if you're pushing yourself a little too hard, because it might mean that you're moving further down the line and getting better and better. Now, I don't claim to be the world's best and most organized person. In fact, I am fairly disorganized in a lot of aspects of my life. And maybe that's the reason I ended up as a librarian. Very often, people who are trying to compensate for things in their lives actually go uh, too far. I know that when I got out of high school, I uh, was in an advanced program for English. I made great English uh, grades. And uh, I went to apply for a job as a proofreader and I took one of the proofreader exams and failed it. It was quite embarrassing because they had to call me in and say, you know, Sorry that your English isn't good enough. And I thought, wow, that was a surprise. And so what I did with that, it bugged me enough that I became an English major and, and, and got a teaching credential in English. Uh, and I learned a lot about language in college because of kind of a reaction to what I missed in high school. Uh, and growing up in Texas, I'm, I hate to break this to you, but you're not gonna pick it up on the street. And so that kind of reaction was almost inevitable that I I tended to say, okay, I'm going to fix this problem in my life and I'm going to fix it well. I think organization may have done the same thing. I am an absolute bibliophile. I'm, I'm a nut. I love books. So that obviously had a lot to do with my career choice as well. But the organization of not only... Organizing a library, but organizing the running of a library, because most of my career I spent in kind of administration. Uh, those kinds of things, that kind of organizational level, really, really mattered to how I was able to do my job. And what I found was because I moved around a lot, I lived in, I worked in Texas and New Mexico and California and then Romania and Emirates and New Zealand and Russia, uh, all as librarian. And what I found was each library that I went to had a, maybe not completely different, but a very different need, a different level of organization needed to run those libraries. Some libraries were quite small, uh, less than 100,000 volumes. And other libraries were, you know, a million or plus, because some of them were multi-library, multi-branch systems. But you needed to create the level of organization appropriate to run that particular business, that particular library system. And it's true for our businesses as well. Now, one of the problems I have when I look for information online for how to become more organized is either they're going to give me tips on how to study, which is great, but I'm not in school anymore, so I don't really care, or they give me institutional level organizational tips on running large corporations, and I don't need that. I don't run a large corporation. So there's a a, a big disconnect in in how much organization do I need to run a small art business in Texas with two people involved. So that has been our quest for the last, what, six years, uh, seven now, is how we're going to run this business adequately without overplanning and going crazy with organization. You know, one of the things that I learned as a librarian, it is absolutely essential to be organized. If someone comes in and needs information on a particular topic, my job is to be able to get them to that information as quickly as possible and, and with the, you know, a high degree of authority uh, that they're going to get the information they need and that it's good information. And that may need a lot of organization as far as where we're shelving books, how we're buying books, how we're organizing. Access to those uh, computer files used to be the card catalogs, uh, the call numbers on the books, uh, systems of weeding so that we know that we have updating information, particularly things like science and politics. Those things change quickly and you need to update them more frequently. So that level of organization is needed to run a library, but I don't need that with Bogdan and I running a small business. But what I do need is I do need to be able to fulfill all the requirements that the government has. And I need to be able to do my taxes. And I need to be able to, to justify, if I were to be audited, uh, how my expenses and how my bookkeeping takes place. Like I mentioned in my last episode, I hire uh, a, an accounting firm. But that doesn't free me from the responsibility of knowing what's going on as well. Uh, it's just nice to have someone else in your camp. But, but I need to know other things. We need to know, for example, how much we spend on a project. Uh, good example. Yesterday, uh, Bogdan went and reprinted two of the large uh, photographs that he actually sold two weeks ago. And so he's only making five copies of each of those photos, So this is copy two of five, and he had them printed, uh, professionally printed because they're larger than our printer will handle. And they came out to about $200 a print. So that was $400 to print two photographs on good paper with good archival ink. And then we had to take them to be professionally framed. And each frame job is about $300. So each of those photographs, we have $500 invested in each of those before we even try and sell them. Now, that's really, really important information because when we go to sell it, we need to be able to factor in the $500 investment that we've already made. That is only done by keeping good records. I have to know which projects are are occurring which expenses I need to be able to look at expenses we have and say, you know what we noticed is when we moved, I think I mentioned this before, when we moved from a purely photograph and video production team to fine art, our budget for supplies went up 700%. So that told us a lot, that we are spending a whole lot more money now in supplies and services like the printing and framing. Uh, that we never had to spend when we were just taking photos and, and shooting video. Those kinds of records are incredibly important. And I don't get that level of detail from my accountant. My accountant gives me general categories that they assign my expenses to, but they're not able to give me back that level of detail that I need to ensure that I'm doing well. Other things that we've talked about in the past is that we also try and tie our project work to our goals and objectives. Obviously that is record keeping I have to keep because that won't be reflected through the accountants either. So that level of record keeping that we're doing has to be commensurate to the needs that we have as business people. And I think we're doing that. I think that's happening. one of the reasons I didn't start our business for years was because I didn't have a background in accounting and I knew nothing about bookkeeping. And so I really said, you know, well, it would be great to run our own business. I always wanted to, but I was afraid of that component. And I said, I'm going to have to learn this. And of course, you try and pick up books on on how to learn accounting for small businesses and, and bookkeeping and things. And without a class, without a teacher, I was just, it was hopeless. I, just reading those books meant nothing to me. They were talking about concepts I didn't, I didn't fully understand. And so there might, you know, you, you question, okay, do I have the training necessary to do this level of bookkeeping? And, and do I have any experience in my past? Uh, one of the things that gave me a little bit of hope was that in working in libraries for so many years, I would actually have to work with the accounting departments and with the secretaries, uh, the people who were doing that kind of accounting for us in the record keeping. And so I was able to glean from them some of the kind of basic concepts of how how to organize my files and how to organize my business to, to meet the requirements that the state and the federal government were going to require. So I, had a, I felt like I had a little bit of experience, so I had no training, no education. But what I found when we started our business was that you, you just have to start. You just have to start. Don't worry about how much you know and how much you've learned uh, and, and how, much, how many classes you've taken. Dive in. Just jump in and learn it. Uh, You don't have to be perfect the first day. You won't be. Uh, You'll make dumb mistakes. Uh, I certainly have. And waiting is not a good option. You just need to get in there. Uh, So that's another part that I think is tremendously important. Don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. Good is good enough. Don't need to be perfect. So dive in jump in there, start and and figure it out. And and maybe this kind of conversation can help. And certainly meeting with other creatives who are in the same business uh, environment can help as well. But I think a good way to get started uh, is to do an inventory. Do an inventory of the systems that you already have for organizational purposes. We did this at a school that I work for in Russia. We had a consultant come in and we were going to do a big strategic plan. And one of the things we were drowning in was procedural. We had so many systems that were running all kinds of different departments around the school. And we said, okay, we want to do an inventory of what systems are we using? How are we organizing all the tasks that we do and then let's see if we can streamline. We ended up in this particular organization with what we referred to as silos. You know the athletics department was over here doing its thing and the library was over here doing its thing and we never needed to to connect because we didn't have a lot of overlap between athletics and libraries. And so very often we were reproducing the same kinds of of organizational systems that, in fact, could have been done around the school. Uh, And some of the library answers could have solved a lot of the other problems. We found that that my library system could easily solve the textbook situation throughout the school. Uh, And uh, a lot of librarians will scream in horror because they don't like to do textbooks. But we already had a system that worked. Why Why are we creating two? So do an inventory. Go through and jot down, this can be informal and and you don't have to freak out about it, but jot down the systems you have in place. How do you handle finances? How do you handle banking and record keeping? How do you handle your taxes? How do you handle your organizing your customer base or or your collector base? How do you handle all your, your advertising whether that's in print or social media uh, probably not a lot of print these days how are you doing each of those things and jot it down and, and hopefully what you'll see is that there are some things that you're doing quite well right now and then there's some other things that man you're not really doing enough or, or maybe not at all and that's where you should be when you find those discrepancies that's what this exercise is meant to achieve so that's where you start to think it out do your inventory figure out where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are and then start to approach how to deal with those weaknesses what I found is we have a pretty good control of our websites I think our websites are, are good obviously can always be better but we're taking we're keeping up updated and they're serving our needs and there don't seem to be any problems there. Uh, we also are doing pretty good. In fact, we're doing, I think, quite well on social media. Not only do we have these kinds of content uh, productions, but we're also keeping up with, with you know Instagram and Twitter and those uh, Facebook and those kinds of, of communications as well. So I think we're doing really well there. Don't know anything about finances, so boom, I, I pay someone, an accountant, to do that for me and they also do my taxes including my sales tax uh, and then I don't know anything about legal and I don't you know sometimes with images and particularly with photography you can stumble into copyright issues uh, and uh, so I have a, a legal aspect and we we subscribe to a service called uh, legal shield we haven't needed it and hopefully we never will, but it gives me a little confidence that if I really need an attorney, I don't have to go and break the bank uh, to get one. And they will also review contracts and things like that, so it, it's not just reactionary. Uh, but I, I'm not really good with, with some things, like a mileage, don't do well with mileage at all. Um, we can create it, a check sheet and put it in the car and then I, I, do, I make that work but that was something we just weren't even control we weren't even asking about mileage for a long time uh, and that becomes an issue particularly in a big place like Texas so there are lots of systems that we were able to identify that we had in place we may have too much of and that's something we need to consider don't think that your answer is to go out and subscribe to a lot of things that you don't need to do any of that uh, to stay organized. People were running very, very successful businesses before the light bulb. Technology is great, but, you know, a ledger and a, and a quill is all you really need to take good, uh, to take care of your, your business records. So don't get caught in that trap. I mean, those folks are out to make money as well, and good for them. Now, having said that, don't underestimate the importance of really, really sound automated solutions because they can solve a lot of your problems. Again, hiring people, firms, that's great, but there are also all these online solutions. Uh, We went with uh, a free website or a virtually free website, uh, so we don't have a big expense there for our hosting, Uh, but... You know, I, I use uh, different programs to organize all of my mailing list uh, and my newsletter. I automate that. I use a, a, a program called Flash Issue, and there are several others, uh, MailChimp, things like that. But what those systems allow is not only allow me to send out a really highly kind of polished-looking newsletter every month, but it also will track who has looked at it. So I'm able to check my list and say, okay, the following people have never opened an email. I'm gonna take them off my list or I'm gonna add people to my list and see, you know, particularly once they ask to be on the list. Uh, it, it, It enables me to know a lot more than just sending out a newsletter and not knowing where it goes. So that costs money. And that particular application, I'm very, very pleased with spending that kind of money. Uh, There were others. I I subscribed for a couple of years to a a database that was for uh, basically for advertising companies to, to do marketing to people who were in the market for photography. And that was a couple of grand a year. And I never got a single lead through that might have been me i was sending out uh campaigns i was getting opens and that's how they judge whether or not you're successful in your campaign but i never saw a single bit of business through that so as cool as it was and it probably is very very efficient effective for other businesses for us it just wasn't working and we dropped it Uh, that was an expensive lesson that we had to learn but there were other things there's uh, um, artwork Archive is probably the most important thing I have purchased, and I've only had it for a little over a year. Somehow I didn't know about it. Artwork Archive organizes all of our artwork, so it, get, it puts it in a database so that I can get to how, how big that painting is, what this one is called, when it was, when it was uh, produced, whether it's signed, and then it gives a place for you to organize collections of art. It allows me to track which things, which open calls I'm involved with and how the painting did in particular competitions. Uh, and then, poof, I can hit a button and I can create a specified uh, grouping of pictures, of a paintings that I want to send off for a particular open call or to a gallery so it's created by artists for artists and it is in app this is I get no money back from them but this is absolutely an essential part of our business is is to have art, artwork archives we also use Lightroom uh, very uh, very similarly uh, but Lightroom is there for mo- mainly from organizing photography but we stick my paintings in there as well um, So they're great organizational tools. Don't ever underestimate the importance of automation in solving a lot of your organizational problems. But the most important thing, I think, is that you need to take tiny steps. Figure out where you are, figure out loosely, and you don't have to go crazy over this, but figure out loosely where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are, and start to address the weaknesses as you can you're busy you need to keep doing your art but have a strategy for becoming more organized in any way that you can one another thing that librarianship has taught me over the years i know how incredibly important it is to be organized i appreciate that i i I own it i get it But I also know that you can become a slave to systems, and that's wrong. You've gotta be able to say, yeah, I could create an incredibly complicated, beautiful spreadsheet that answers all the problems of the world, but if I end up spending more time serving the spreadsheets, serving the record keeping, than I do creating the records, and then creating the art, then something's wrong. All of these organizational tools are there as support to you in your art career. When you start serving the system, instead of the system serving you, you gotta fix that. Don't become a slave to your own systems. Don't create a, a system of recording mileage that is so complicated that it 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 either discourages you from doing it or you just get lost in the record keeping for questions no one will ever ask. I mean, you know, I can tell you how many art supplies we bought from a particular vendor, but no one cares. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time there because no one's going to ask me that question. Be really, really sure that you're not creating systems that you fall in love with. Remember that your passion is create, is, is being creative in whatever field you're creative. That's where you're your work needs to take place. All of these organizational systems are there to support you and to make that happen so that you can go out and continue to create. That's my two cents worth. I hope that it's helpful. Uh, Be happy to discuss anything with you. Please leave some comments, uh, some, some experiences that you've had with organizational successes or nightmares. Uh, And next week, we're going to talk about actual record keeping and some of the tips that I'd have that I've experienced in, in keeping business records. I know that sounds pretty exciting, but you're going to have to wait for it. Have a great week. Stay creative, and I will see you next time. Thanks again. Bye.